Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. Welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast. This week, we're talking about 10 rock songs inspired by real-life criminal cases. This is Billy Jensen. I'm Owen Michael. We're talking about uh, songs uh, from suspected satanic rituals to missing persons and murder sprees. Real-life crime has inspired music for decades. Let's get into it. All right, so at number 10, I got uh, The Smiths Suffer Little Children from 1984. This was uh, the story of the Moore's murder victims. There's, there were five children that were tortured and killed um, by Ian Brady and his girlfriend Myra Hindley in Manchester, England in the mid-1960s. Uh, in the lyrics, it was actually the first song that the Smiths wrote together. And in the lyrics, Marcy talks about the, you know, mentions the children's names. And um, it's an incredibly haunting song. It's the last song on their first album. I actually went to the Moors and visited the sites where it was. And the Moors is the, one of the most desolate. And listen, I live in the desert. Mm-hmm. The Moors is the, one of the most desolate places I've ever been to. It's the desert without any life. Because the desert at least still has a little bit of life. You can still see a, a you know, a critter running around here or there. This was just nothing. Mm-hmm. And to imagine how how crazy it must have been at night and um, with, and how scared these kids must have been. So um, that is my number uh, 10 song. It is probably one of my favorite songs, and it's the first song the Smiths ever wrote, and it's uh, from one of my favorite bands. It's uh, kind of mood-specific. I mean, that uh, sounds like a Smith. That, that entire description sounds like a Smith song. Yeah. It's, yes. uh, it's bleak. It's incredibly bleak, and they are considered, you know, the the most evil couple in the history of Great Britain. Hmm. Myra and Ian. Uh, well, how about uh, let's talk about uh, REM's "What's the Frequency, Kenneth?" It's a 1993 song. Uh, it's a track from the band's Monster album. It's inspired by a 1986 attack uh, targeting news anchor Dan Rather. Uh, maybe not everybody remembers Dan Rather, but uh, next to Walter Cronkite, CBS's favorite... Uh, he was uh, the heir to Walter Cronkite. In, yeah. Indeed, uh, a serious newsman. Not that anybody a, knows who Walter Cronkite is that's listening under 30. Uh, you know, that's that's what I want to yeah, okay. get on the thing. We'll, we'll get the, because, all right, we'll get a picture of Walter Cronkite we need, up here. Uh, we need Walter. Anyway, Dan Rather helmed uh, CBS News for, for a few decades uh, back in the 80s and uh, into the 90s. Um, he was attacked. Uh, 
Two assailants uh, repeatedly asked, what's the frequency, Kenneth, before they fled the scene? Uh, rather identified uh, William Tager as one of his attackers after Tager was convicted in the fatal shooting of an NBC stagehand outside the Today Show studio in New York City. Uh, Tager was sentenced to 25 years in prison in that case and released in 2010 for good behavior. Uh, regardless, um, what's the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, it's a great song by R.E.M. It's really unclear who they thought he was or why they were saying yeah. that. Um, but uh, Dan Rather does or did work in broadcasting. So um, frequencies. And Rather did have a sense of humor about it. He actually recorded the song with R.E.M. too. Not mm-hmm. the, I mean, the, the song is the R.E.M. song. And it's Michael Stipe singing it. But R.E.M. Uh, actually got Dan Rather in, and he did a very kind of stilted version of what the frequency can. Which is half the joke. You can find it on YouTube. He's, he's a very dry yes. fellow. But, uh, yeah, it's good to have a sense of humor yes, about yourself. Yes, exactly. Especially well. when you're getting attacked like that. So mm-hmm. Another, for, num- uh, for number eight, I'm going to pick the Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays from 1979, I believe. And uh, Another thing from across the pond. Yes, it was. But it was inspired by a fatal shooting from Grover Cleveland Elementary School in San Carlos, California. 16-year-old Brenda Ann Spencer wounded eight children and a police officer and killed two adults when she opened fire from across the street. So Brenda Ann Spencer, when she was arrested, a reporter asked her, why did you do it? And she said, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day, which is pretty haunting for anybody to say after they've shot at a bunch of kids and, and killed two adults. She got uh, 25 years to life. She's up for parole actually this year. And uh, Bob Geldof, who started Live Aid mm-hmm. and um, uh, Band Aid, mm-hmm. you know it's Christmas, all Band-Aid, that. He's actually point. Sir Bob Geldof now. That's true. He uh, and Live Aid, if you guys remember, this is something that even though we're old, um, our listeners will remember Live Aid because it was at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. That was Live Aid. That was his concert. Gotcha. Yes. I didn't see the you didn't, uh, see, I didn't, didn't see, see the it, thing. But this, um, you know, uh, that was one of their biggest hits was I Don't Like Mondays. And it was about a, one of the first school shootings. And it was an Irish band talking about school shootings. Uh, unfortunate inspiration there. Um, next up, I've got uh, Sufjan Stevens, uh, a song called John Wayne Gacy Jr. Uh, for those who may remember part of my neck of the woods, Chicagoland area, I remember as a kid. Uh, John Wayne Gacy was convicted in 1980 of murdering 33 men and boys, uh, most of whom were found in his basement in the suburbs of Chicago. Um, Sufjan Stevens is a folk rock singer, songwriter uh, that comes from the 2005 album, Illinois. Have you heard that album, Illinois? I have not. It's great. I can give it to you. I it's, might it's actually all, listen every, to it Every this. song is about something in, in Illinois. How uh, that sounds annoying to somebody like you who hates Illinois and hates Chicago. I, you know, I'm all about Chicago. I just don't like people that claim they're from Chicago, but really are from the Chicagoland area. Mm. So yeah. I, you and the rest of Chicago. <laughs> so uh, no, I will. I will let you borrow it. There's a lot of really good songs on it, um, but there's uh, this one in particular is is an incredibly sad song, very haunting again, and. Uh, yeah, you know, AC luckily was sentenced to death, and in 1994 he died by lethal, lethal injection. It's a terrible. It's a it's a it's a rough subject, and it was also particularly uh, the case itself is very grim because this guy was a uh, a clown who performed at kids' parties and, and and that kind of thing. Kind of spawned an entire generation of a uh, uh, creepy clowns and be uh, some of our earlier yes. serial killers. You know what his clown name was? Uh, Bobo Pogo Pogo Pogo. Yeah. By the way, Owen was once on Bozo the Clown. Very, very long time ago, six years old. Uh, uh, I remember I did the grand prize game. Do people know what the 
People Bozo know show. what Bozo is. Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll put up a picture. Yeah. Yeah, we can find one. We'll anyway, I was exceptionally cute, and uh, if anybody has some uh, archives, did there, you win? When I was six, I I think I got to like the fourth bucket. I don't really remember. I remember being aware of the crowd, being a little intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, six years old, yeah, stage fright at that point. Bucket. But uh, it scarred me ever since. All right. Well, you know what? That's what clowns will do to you. Mm. Number six, we've got the At the Drive-In Invalid Litter Department. This is a song about uh, Juarez, and Juarez was considered, (sighs) and really is still considered, the the capital of murdered women. Doesn't Um, get a lot of, uh, I mean, if if you're you're following the sort of news about this stuff, but uh, I feel like Juarez is not widely known. It went through a a huge... um, it was an epidemic, yeah. essentially, of of and, and it's still, women it's still happening. Yeah, turning up dead, murdered in in horrible circumstances, unidentified. Sometimes uh, they they still there's there's no resolution yeah. to it. Yeah, and this is a town that's literally right across the border. Yeah, it's El Paso, Texas. and. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's about the city of Juarez. Multiple women, we're talking about in the hundreds, have gone missing. Uh, women have uh, were found later murdered in this factory city. Um, this started in the begin in the early 1990s. So the post-hardcore band at the drive-in mm-hmm. did the song "Invalid Litter Department." And that was in 2000. I haven't heard that one. Uh, I do like that band, though. Um, our next one, uh, kind of along the same right. Uh, well, same you know, what? this is going to my neck of the woods, and again, it's a it's a Great Britain band, mm-hmm. a band from England, talking it's, about it's kind of the Clash uh, reformed, or uh, I shouldn't say well, reformed. No, no, it's just the uh, Clash two point oh. Yeah, big audio dynamite. We're talking about uh, a song called "Sudden Impact" from nineteen eighty five. The band's uh, debut album, This Is Big Audio Dynamite, it was inspired by the 1984 murder of Gary Lowers. Uh, He was discovered with multiple stab wounds and his eyes gouged out by alleged followers of a satanic cult. Uh, Ricky Casso, 17, of Long Island. Uh, also of Long Island, I should say. Since, that's right. Uh, yeah, they were uh, that's where you have This from. happened in Northport, and this was a famous story because apparently when Casso attacked Lowers, um, he yelled, say you love Satan, and lawyers said back to him while he was being stabbed, I love my mom. And it's also famous for when we talk about um, grammar in amongst killers, there was on the front page mm-hmm. of Newsday, it, it was written on this gazebo to try and show this, and this is in the middle of satanic panic. Yes. It, to show that uh, um, there's there's bad stuff going on. It said Satan lives, but they had spelt it wrong. It Satin, Satin. Right. Satin lives. Right. And we should point out, uh, as you said, the satanic panic. There was a period for those of us, uh, for those listeners who don't remember who weren't with us at the time, uh, there was a glut of... Uh, in the national conversation, mm-hmm. uh, everything from Dungeons and Dragons to uh, 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 hard rock metal, yeah. uh, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, all the rest of it. Um, and uh, parents everywhere were concerned that their kids were getting into satanic rituals, et cetera. And this type it of just, thing it uh, just wasn't there. fed the fuel. It yeah, crazy. it was a few. It really just wasn't It was there. a few isolated things that actually did happen, but uh, it definitely created yeah. a craze. And this is one of the things, pop culture. All right. So number, number four, I'm going to go to Nebraska. With Bruce Springsteen, uh, the 1982 song, you know, and Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska album is considered the album for the Bruce Springsteen album for people that don't like Bruce Springsteen because it's very stripped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like it's Are you got one like of those Elliot people? Smith tones. No, I actually like Bruce Springsteen, but I do love this album. It's probably one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. A lot of lawman stuff in it. A lot of stories about crime and um, and ne'er do wells, which he does talk about, but he 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 doesn't often get into murder. But he talks about murder in here, and, and this is the case that inspired the Natural Born Killers story. 
I didn't know. know that. Yes. Uh, this is uh, in 1958. Let me just get this right. It was Charles Starkweather, mm-hmm. who uh, he was accompanied by his girlfriend, Carol Fugate. Uh, they first kill her parents, and then they go on this murder spree. And Fugate was 14 at the time, um, and she maintained her innocence, but she was sentenced 14. to life. Uh, the United States Supreme old. Court ruled uh, life sentences for juveniles were unconstitutional, and she was eventually paroled in 1976, but he did die, as what's talked about in the song. Bruce talks about um, you know, h- him being taken to the, uh, uh, to the electric chair, and uh, it's a great song. You should check it out. Indeed. Uh, next up, we're going to list uh, Nirvana. Big fan of Nirvana. Uh, the song Polly. Uh, 1991, it was off of uh, the seminal album Nevermind. Uh, check out the entire album if you haven't somehow become really, aware of it you yet. You really should, yeah. Uh, the song uh, was excellent. Yeah, it, it's about a 1987 kidnapping, rape, and torture of a 14-year-old girl. Uh, the song is incredibly... Uh, it's uh, disturbing. Uh, prosecutor said that she was uh, abducted. She accepted a ride, leaving a concert in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, Nirvana is actually out of Washington. Um, so they were writing about something that happened in the state there. They, uh, she was taken to a mobile home. She was uh, assaulted, blindfolded. Uh, she was suspended from a ceiling. She was tortured. It's uh, awful, awful stuff. Details I will spare you. Um, she uh, she escaped while uh, they sta- they were stopped at a gas station, um, and she later this Polly uh, led authorities to the mobile home, and uh, he was arrested within days after. The, uh, Gerald Friend was the uh, perpetrator of this one. Uh, he got seventy five years. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, yeah, and it he had, he'd actually been he had actually been convicted twenty seven years prior in a, in a similar case. Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, another bad guy that got out and and was able to do something else like that. But Polly was a hero. Um, She um, she was able to um, to survive this and actually um, went and and helped catch the guys. Yeah. And the song kind of takes her point of view. And Mm -hmm. it uh, it, it's it kind of it's it's a bleak song, but it's worth uh, it's worth listening to. And again, we will have all of these songs on Mm -hmm. TrueCrimeDaily.com links to them so you can check them out. Mm -hmm. Number two, I'm going to go with Big Black's Jordan, Minnesota from 1986. Uh, this is a 19, 80s punk band. Jordan, Minnesota is named for the Midwestern city where 24 adults and one juvenile were charged for their alleged involvement in what prosecutors claimed was an incestuous sex ring involving dozens of children between the ages of 2 and 17. which was so gross, so awful between 83 and 84. All cases but one were eventually dismissed with defendants accusing prosecutors of engaging in a witch hunt. The remaining case ended in an acquittal. So, again, this is what was happening with, uh, you know, the McMartin case that was happening at the time, which was part of that satanic panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 83, 84, uh, in the early 80s, it, was, it, w- it wasn't enough to be afraid of Russia, which we all were, uh, and afraid of nuclear war, which we thought was going to happen at any second. Generation X. But it was uh, – there was also all of the satanic panic stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, some of this is what, is what happened. The 80s were a wild time, folks. Um, leading off uh, the top here, we've got Bon Jovi, the song August 7th, uh, August 7th, I should say, came out in 1997. Um, this one was personal for John Bon Jovi. He wrote the song uh, from the album Destination Anywhere. It's about the August 7th, 1996 murder of his personal manager's six-year-old daughter, Catherine Corzelius. Uh, the girl's body was found by her mother and brother a mile from the family's Austin, Texas home. Uh, investigators determined she suffered a fatal blow to the head at some point during her walk home from a community mailbox where her mother allowed her to check the mail. Uh, the attacker is yet to be found. Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, rarely you – you know, most of these stories are people that saw them mm-hmm. and then wrote about them. Mm-hmm. This was a personal connection. Mm-hmm. That's why we put it at number one on our yeah, list. It's so a, it's a, it's so um, that, uh, that – again, you can go to truecrimedaily.com and also our uh, Facebook page. You, we have links to all of these songs. Mm-hmm. Can listen if to we missed yourself. any, tell us. Yeah. You know, we did 10, but bring them on to us. You can can bring us a compilation. Lead Belly's uh, Where Do You Sleep Last Night, I know, was one of them. Uh, Hey Joe is another one. But was that actually a real murder? Uh, Don't give us um, Folsom City Blues because he just made that up. That was not a thing. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Johnny Cash. Right. Yeah. So uh, and then, of course, Trent Reznor's got a bunch and everything like that. So he did go to uh, he did sing it in prison, though. He did sing it in prison. A lot of a lot of a lot of folks don't. So uh, he does have a song about about one. He has a song called Stark Weather. What was it? Stark City Jail. I think it is Mm -hmm. about him when he uh, he actually was. He was arrested for being out of on curfew. Oh, was it curfew? Yeah. It was public public intoxication. Yeah, or well, it probably was that too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, again, uh, please, we will be back next week with uh, with our normal. You know, I think we're doing this right now because I'm probably out of town on on, a, on some book thing. Indeed. And uh, so we will be back next week. Check us out for fresh crime uh, stories every week. Uh, listen yeah. to us. And, uh, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, subscribe check us out on youtube check us out on youtube and uh Our you know in the well. in the mean in the meantime yeah we're, we're putting about you know at least 10 you know seven eight nine ten eleven stories a day up with the freshest crime news possible uh, every day every day and uh yeah we talk about the the ones that the national conversation uh, is about that week every week so right. continue to tune in we'll that's see you next right. week all right see you next week and remember don't do crime I don't know.